Here at Doxedo Bloom, we're excited about making disciples who impact the city and nations. We hope you enjoy today's message. It was a late Sunday afternoon and the sky was busy turning red as the sun was setting over the western horizon. We were in the car on our way to a weekend investment when the topic of the baptism of the Holy Spirit took center stage in the car. Now, at a certain stage, I looked over to one of my good friends and I asked her what she thinks about being filled with the Holy Spirit. She looked straight back at me with a very reactive response and just explaining very clearly and very quickly in one sentence, I don't want to have anything to do with that freaky stuff. Now, to be honest with you, I can so relate to her response because a few years prior to that moment, I was also, even though I was very curious about the Holy Spirit being, um, being baptized with the Holy Spirit, I was also afraid and I was uncertain. I had so many questions about stories that I've heard about the baptism and the filling of the Holy Spirit. Needless to say, that afternoon, we spent some time talking through what the Bible has to say about the Holy Spirit and to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And by the end of that weekend and the grace of God, my friend was filled with the Holy Spirit and her life was never the same again. Have you ever experienced that there is something lacking in your relationship with Jesus? I mean, you've given your life to Jesus You've surrendered to him as Lord and Savior over your life. But when you read Bible, it feels like there's nothing happening. Or when you're praying, it feels like you're speaking straight up to, to, the, to the ceiling and, and you're just not getting through. I've had this conversation with so many Jesus followers and countless times, countless amount of times. And I cannot tell you how many times I would get the response when I'm asking, do you know and have you been filled with the Holy Spirit? I get a no. So today I want to speak to you guys about what it means to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I want to do it under three headings. The first one is, why do you and I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Then secondly, who fills us with the Holy Spirit? And then thirdly, how can you be filled with the Holy Spirit? So let's dive in. Number one, why do you and I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit? What does the Bible teach us when it comes to the baptism of the Holy Spirit? Well, I think there are two big things that I want to point out. The first one is that the Holy Spirit makes our experience of the relationship that we have with Jesus real. It's an experiential role that the Holy Spirit plays in our relationship. It's almost like the difference between knowing about someone and then actually knowing that person. Almost like I would have done when I was a young child, I would eavesdrop on my mom or my dad or whoever would be um, speaking over the house phone. You can pick up the other phone and you can listen to a conversation. And in that conversation, you can actually learn quite a lot about the other person and the people that you are listening to. However, the difference between knowing and being filled with the Holy Spirit is like 
putting that eavesdropping phone down, picking it up and dialing and speaking directly to Jesus yourself. Listen to what Paul writes in Romans 8 verse 15. He says the following. He says, For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Now, if you grew up in church, you've probably heard that Abba, Father, this phrase is a very, very intimate phrase. It's almost like saying, Daddy. And sitting on your father's lap, having an intimate, intimate moment and relationship with your own father. And that's exactly what Paul is saying here. He's saying the Holy Spirit, by the Holy Spirit, we cry out, Abba, Father. It's like the Holy Spirit's role is that he brings the experience of intimacy into our relationship with Jesus. So many people miss out on this due to the fact that they've not yet received the Holy Spirit in their lives. The second reason why I think it's so important that you and I receive the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit empowers us for the work of ministry. Jesus talks about this in Acts 1 verse 8. He says the following, he says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The Holy Spirit empowers us to be a witness. This is where we see the Spirit's power working through us with gifts of the Holy Spirit functioning, maybe in our lives. All different kinds of gifts. There are clear stories and beautiful stories in the Bible of gifts working together through people's life, lives, empowering us as Christ followers to share the love of Jesus with other people. That's the big thing that I want to just mention. I think that's the one big thing that stands out when the Spirit empowers us. It's not for entertainment value. No, it's to, it's to share the love that Jesus has for each and every person on this planet. That's the role the Spirit plays when He empowers us for the work of ministry. So that's the answer to why. Why is because the Spirit makes our experience of Jesus real. Our relationship with Him becomes a personal, real one. And secondly, He empowers us for the calling God has over our life. Now, the second question is, and this is one that I've really found many people that struggle to trust God and to like dive into the topic of the baptism of the Holy Spirit finds at ease when it comes to this topic after finding an answer to this question. And that is, who fills us or who baptizes you and me with the Holy Spirit? Now, when I'm asking people this question, I get so many different responses that ranges from the pastor to the super Christian lady that's in the church that does everything right always. And unfortunately, both of those answers are totally wrong. They're not at all in line with what the Bible has to say about who fills us with the Holy Spirit. Listen to John, um, John the Baptist. Mark writes about it. John the Baptist speaking to the crowd and saying the following. He says, I baptize you with water, but he, and here he's speaking about Jesus, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. John is telling us 
that even though he's the one baptizing with water, Jesus, the one that's coming after him, that's greater than he is, he will fill us. He will be the one that baptizes us with the Holy Spirit. So the answer to our question is Jesus fills us with his Holy Spirit. Listen to Jesus himself just confirming this in the Gospel of John chapter 14, verse 16. He says, and I, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. Jesus fills us with the Holy Spirit. We can pray with one another and we can encourage and trust God for the filling of the Holy Spirit, but it's ultimately Jesus that does this. This is amazing news. This means you do not need the super pastor or the great Christian follower, the super Christian to pray with you in order for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. This means that you and I can just ask Jesus. Today, right now, where you are, you can ask him to fill you with his spirit. Now, usually when we do this, um, there are two little sub-questions that I love asking people right after discovering who fills us with the spirit. The first one is, do you think that there is anything in this world that Jesus would like to give you that's not good for you? Whenever I'm asking that question, the answer that I get from the people around me is a clear, resounding no. Lorraine, Jesus only wants good for me. And I'm absolutely agreeing with that. I do believe that myself as well. Then the second question that I love asking right after this is then why not allow the Holy Spirit into your life? Why not receive the gift of the Holy Spirit? I love the way Michael Eaton puts this gift into perspective when he writes about it. He says the following. He says, to receive the Holy Spirit is the greatest gift you and I can get after our salvation. Why not receive it? Jesus gave his life so you and I can be filled with the presence of the Holy Spirit. And hopefully by now, there is something of a curiosity and maybe a willingness to ask the next question. How can I be filled? How can I receive this gift? And how will I know that I've received it? There is this very famous portion and piece of scripture in Acts chapter 19, where Paul meets two Christ followers that have not yet received the gift. And upon meeting them and hearing their testimony, hearing that they've been baptized with water and they've given their lives to Jesus, they are followers. He is the Lord and Savior of their lives. The first question Paul asks them is, have you received? the gift of the Holy Spirit, to which they respond, no. Paul immediately prays with them, and they are filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. So here we can clearly see it's an experience that happens. It's something that takes place, that you will know that you know that you have received the Spirit in your life. People experience it differently in different ways and in different areas. It manifests in different ways. 
for many different people. Some people have a very radical experience, can't stand in the presence or in the power of this moment when they are filled with the Spirit. Other people start speaking in tongues or just prophesying and manifesting in different kinds of gifts of the Holy Spirit. Some people just experience a sense of love. They're overwhelmed with love just coming over them. Other people experience peace, a peace that surpasses all understanding, that just comes over them, and they don't know where it came from. It just, as they prayed, something happened. I think the big thing when it comes to being filled with the Holy Spirit is the fact that the Holy Spirit, the moment you're filled with Him, the moment you experience His power in your life, He makes you and me love Jesus more. I always loved telling the story the first time I saw my wife at school and I had this tingling butterfly feeling, you know, that one when that girl you look at and you just, she grabs your attention. Well, that kind of feeling, like overwhelmed. And then the next thing I did, I went home, I went to go and Google how to get more butterfly feelings. Now, hopefully by now you're thinking, Lorraine, you're crazy. Why are you doing such stupid stuff? Well, just to set you guys at ease, I'm not crazy. I did not go home to Google how to get more butterflies. It would be crazy. Every single person in their right mind knows that when you have that experience, you don't pursue the feeling, but you pursue the person. And it's the same with the Holy Spirit. Whenever you've been filled with God's Spirit and He makes Jesus real, do not, do not make the mistake of pursuing the butterfly feeling. No, pursue the person. Because it's in a relationship with the Spirit that there is a massive gift for you and me in our journey with Jesus. I'd like to share with you my story quickly and then we've asked some people in the church to share their stories of what they experienced when they got filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, two days prior to my experience, we were at a camp and somebody prayed for me and they asked, they experienced, can I pray with you for the filling of the Holy Spirit? At that stage, very nervous, but really longing for something more in my journey with God, I agreed and we pray together, and I myself ask God, come and fill me with your spirit. Now, for a very tense moment, it had quite the anticlimax because absolutely nothing happened. Then the person looked at me and just encouraged me to continue praying and waiting for God to send the promise of his spirit and this gift into my life. Two days later, the one night I was asleep in bed and I had a very interesting dream. In this dream, I experienced and heard the voice of God just speaking to me and telling me that I should allow him to renew me through his word. And I don't know why, but for some other reason, I responded to this voice and I said, God, come and make me new. And at that very moment, it felt like a finger came out of heaven and touched me right here on my heart. And a power flow through my body at that moment that felt like it would deform my body, almost like I cannot handle 
the, immense, the immensity of this power in that moment. It took me about 10 minutes to open up my eyes because I was so afraid. And then right after opening up my eyes and getting to grips with what just happened, I had this sense of a purity that moved into me and everything around me was so dirty and I just immediately and spontaneously started singing songs to Jesus. Didn't realize what happened at that moment. It was only later when I told one of my friends what happened that night that they recognized with me and said, I believe Jesus has filled you with his spirit in that moment. And guys, I'll be honest with you, Things have never, ever been the same in my life after that moment. I'd like to invite you to listen to other people's experience of being filled with the Holy Spirit. I hope that has been encouraging to you. Now we've come to the moment in our day and in our time together where I would like to ask you this one question. Why not ask Jesus to fill you with his spirit today? It is so simple and so easy. It's just a simple prayer that I'd love to pray with you. I've come across three different objections when it comes to this, three little barriers people struggle to get over when it comes to being filled with the Holy Spirit. And the first one is doubt. That's Doubt sounds like this. It's people saying, well, you know, Lorraine, I don't know if, I know Jesus wants to maybe fill my neighbor or my best friend with the Holy Spirit, but I don't know if he will fill me. I don't think this can happen to me. It's not something that can happen to me. I'd like you to listen to the words of Jesus in Luke 11 verse 9. He says, and I tell you, ask and it will be given to you. You can almost see like the disciples in this moment as Jesus is busy speaking to them about this gift, saying, yeah, Jesus, I hear what you're saying. We need to ask, but I'm not really sure about this. And then Jesus goes on and he says, well, seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. And then like, yeah, maybe my friend, maybe my neighbor, but not really me. And then Jesus goes on, verse 10, Luke 11, verse 10. He says, for everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, to him it will be opened. Jesus makes it very clear that everyone who asks for this gift will receive it. That's the first barrier. The second barrier is the barrier of fear. Okay, I know and I can see God wants to give me this gift, but, but I'm afraid. I'm a little bit scared. I don't know. Will anything bad happen to me? Is, is there something terrible that's going to happen to me when I receive this gift of the Holy Spirit? And to which Jesus would reply, same chapter, verse 11. It just goes on. And he says, what, the father, what father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish, give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Can you see that God says this gift of the Holy Spirit is good? And that whatever God wants to give you is good. You need not fear 
this gift. The last barrier that I find is the barrier of inadequacy. This is the one that says, well, Lorraine, I know and I understand it's good, but I don't think I'm worthy of this gift. I know I'm God's child, but I'm like his naughty child. I don't think he will ever give me this gift. And then I want to just once again point out to you Jesus' words in verse 13. He says, if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Jesus doesn't say he will give the Holy Spirit to all the super mature Christians or to those who's always lived a good life. No. Jesus says, God will give the Spirit to those who ask him. So why not ask him today? If that's you, I'd like to invite you to pray with me and invite God's Spirit into your life. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we come and pray. As we read in your word that this is a gift that Jesus has given his life for, for every child of God to receive. Father, we come and pray in Jesus' name right now that you would fill people with your spirit. Father, come and fill me with the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Make sure that you get connected to this family on mission by joining us at one of our Sunday services.